in the broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James Edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Shannon Davis, the Omega Man, and welcome to uh, another edition of Speak My Word here on the Omega Man Radio Network. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. And I'm very thankful when I go back and listen to an MP3 from time past and I put a date on it, because sometimes that's going to be the only way I have to put a date. Um because I screwed up when I deleted my blog talk catalog and lost all my dates. <laughs> We've got our shows, but I don't have them dated unless I put the timestamp in the show where I can find it somewhere else. Who knows? At any rate, it's okay. Well, praise the Lord. We are going to continue our reading today. We're going to be in the book of Judges, chapter 7 to start with. Hope you're having a good morning and um, getting close to Merry Christmas and then Happy New Year by the Western Gentile calendar. Of course, Yahovah, God the Father, He has a different accounting of time. It's based on an agricultural calendar. It has something to do with the beeb of the barley. And so, the new year can vary based on when this barley abeebs. Is that how you say it? And uh, again, it's not January 1 is uh, the new year. Not on the Hebrew calendar, which is God's calendar. What are we on? The Julian calendar? That's not God's reckoning of time. He can care less about the number 2024. It means nothing to him. Um, may mean something to us. But thank God, the uh, God doesn't lose track of time, and He's always on time, and we don't know the day or the hour Jesus is coming back. But we can know that it's soon. Amen? It said that when Jesus was born, he was fulfillment of the spring feast, I'm told. When he returns, he'll be a fulfillment of the fall feast. I think that's was a teaching that I heard one time on Michael Rood. Okay, no man knows the day or the hour. So anybody that says they, they've got it, they're deceived because Jesus said, no man knoweth except the Father. Isn't that interesting? Okay, but we can know the season. We can know that the time is close. You know, we have certain signs to look for, of course, 
Okay. So what do we do? We just occupy till Jesus comes. He takes us home, whichever. Through death. Through death or if we're alive and remaining at the last trump. I don't know that there's going to be any more that are just going to be translated and never have to die. Uh, we all die. That's our death sentence because of sin. And that one, that cannot be rescinded. The flesh is going to die, but our soul can live forever. We have that promise. We don't have to experience a second death. We should be thrown in the lake of fire. If we will call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, while we have the opportunity, confess Him as Lord and Savior, believe in our heart that God is raised from the dead, repent of our sins, and follow Him. We can make it. Endure till the end. Whatever time that is for you and I. You've got the job to do in the meantime. Occupy. Uh, we're not going to live forever, as I mentioned. Some are trying to. Um, it's impossible to live forever in these bodies. God pronounced a judgment, a curse. That one's not going to be lifted. This side of Jesus returning. And, you know, you might make it to 120. Very few do. Most make it 70 or 80. Some don't even make it that far. And beyond that, it's gravy. But then what quality of life are you going to have anyway past your, you know, let's say once you get to 90. Not a lot of people that hit 90. They didn't have a great quality of life, with, with rare exception. With rare exception. If you're one of those exceptions, more power to you. And I think that uh, we should do everything we can to live and not die before our time. But we all have an appointment with death. And um, we want to make the most of the time we got, stay as healthy as we can, retain all our mental faculties, therefore you don't want to uh, cook with any seed oils, stick with olive oil, coconut oil, you don't want the hardening of the arteries which comes from those seed oils. And it can be hard to eliminate them if you're eating out, like many of us do, from time to time. Just got about cook at home if you just want to be certain that you're going to be eating the right foods. And then you make sure you pray over your food. God sanctify it for the nourishment of my body and kill any mold, fungus, bacteria, worms poisonous chemicals that might be in this food that I'm not aware of in Jesus name I've been thinking about that and that's how I'm going to start to pray because you don't know what's in your food sometimes or in your water I think it's a smart thing to work out the body keep it moving not sedentary you want that blood flowing And you want to keep working out with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, every day. If you go to the gym every day, we should be going to the Lord's Gym, the Bible, and reading it. That's my thinking. 54, that's what I'm going to endeavor to do. Stay in the Word every day. 
Okay. Praise God. Well, let's open up in prayer. Father, Yehovah, the mighty name of Jesus Christ, this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father God, for healing my body. As I got off that caffeine, God, no more weird feelings. My blood pressure isn't shooting up. Not feeling any ill effects of that caffeine that was poisoning me. Thank you, God, for taking the cravings away. Because you know I love that cappuccino. Forgive us of all our sins, Father God, known and unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. God, direct our steps. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would teach us your word, give us understanding. We ask God for wisdom and knowledge. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, guide our steps. Have your way, not our will, but thy will be done, is my prayer. In Jesus Christ's name, bless Israel today, Father God. Go before them and be their defense. Be with Joel G. And all the IDF soldiers and troops. God, let the angel of the Lord go before them and chase and persecute their enemies. Avenge Israel, God. Of all manipulations from other governments trying to take their land away. Let the Jews regain their possession of Gaza, which you clearly specify in your word. You gave Gaza to Judah. Joshua fifteen forty seven. I agree with you, Father Yahovah. Gaza belongs to the Jews. Let them get every inch of it and all the land that belongs to Israel back in the hands of the Israelites. God bless Israel. And the judgment of the Lord on any nation that would try to get in their way of having their possession. We bind the strong man over this program and each of us over the United States of America, over our government right now, trying to keep a good man down, President Trump, from running. Father God, go before him and avenge him. And avenge all of us who voted for him, but our votes were stolen by subterfuge and communists and demonic globalist powers. We bind them in Jesus' name. Bind every demon operating at COP28, the WEF, the WHO, the CDC, the NIH, Fauci's group. We bind all those lying, deceiving, witchcraft, manipulator spirits, thieves spirits in Jesus' name, murdering spirits, murdered millions with their injection called COVID-19. Father God, let their sins find them out. Loose spirit of judgment on their heads right now in Jesus' name, God. Let their sins come to the light that they give an accounting. And God, I ask that you raise up godly judges that will say enough's enough. Justice will be served for the American public and the world at large who have been defrauded and hurt 
by these medical cartels and globalists. God, we ask you to lose confusion on the camp of the enemy. Let every curse be reversed and hit the demons that sent it. We lose the judgments of the Lord Jesus Christ and every demonic power that would try to come against this program or anyone involved in it. We bind you, demons, and loose the judgments of God, the fire of God, the angel of the Lord to attack you. Take it where the Lord Jesus wants you to go. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Have your way, Father God. Thank you for another day. Thank you for your word that you have preserved. Thank you for the Jews who are the keepers of the oracles of God. They did a good job. We've got your word intact today. Thank you for that, Father Yehovah. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. Let's just jump right on in. I pulled an all-nighter yesterday. Oh, boy. I'm going to endeavor to go to bed a little bit earlier today. We'll see what happens. Judges chapter 7. Then Jerob Baal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. Let me insert here. Did I close my prayer? In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Okay, verse 2. And Yehovah said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 22,000, and there remained 10,000. The Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them. God's going to test them, or prove them, try them. For thee there, and it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people unto the water. And Yahovah said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him thou him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. You ever put yourself in that situation? What would you have done? I would have knelt down and cupped up the water in my hand. But the majority of the people bowed down, excuse me, uh, they lapped the water like a dog lappeth. It's interesting. The Lord said to Gideon, 
by the 300 men that lapped wait a minute did I get this confused let me go back and read this hold on a minute let me back up I was multitasking and Yahovah said unto Gideon the people are yet too many bring them down unto the water and I will try them for thee there it shall be that of whom I say unto thee this shall go with thee the same shall go with thee and of whomsoever I say unto thee this shall not go with thee the same shall not go so he brought down the people unto the water and Yahovah said unto Gideon everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth him shall thou set by himself okay Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to the mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Okay. And the Lord said unto Gideon, by three hundred men that lapped will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand so the God wanted those who lapped okay let all the other people go every man into his place so God had to trim the number down he wanted to be absolutely clear for everybody that it wasn't by the army of Gideon that they're going to prevail. It was going to be a miracle of God. It been impossible for 300 men to beat this army that they've got to go up against. But we're going to see the hand of God go for them. So the people took victuals in their hand and the trumpets and he set all the rest of Israel, every man, unto his tent, and retained those three hundred men. And the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. To refresh myself, let's look up that definition of victuals. I believe it's food and supplies. Let's see what it says. F food or provisions. Okay. Victuals are food. Victuals is a fancy word for a very simple thing. Any substance that can be used as food. Okay. And you know, down south, wasn't there a play on that word that they used to call them victuals? Victuals? You don't hear that often, do you? You probably haven't heard victuals before. Unless you're from the deep south. And I still don't hear that very often. I am a from the deep south born and raised in Georgia but we didn't stay there long we moved around a lot so I don't necessarily have a Georgian accent till I go back and then I can pick it up again real heavy got a little bit but okay yeah I can pick it pick it up real quick when I go back you know I'm just saying okay so uh, victuals people took victuals in their hand they got, took their food and their trumpets and he sent all the rest of Israel every man unto his tent 
retained those 300 men, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. We're going to pause there for a moment. You can hear a lot of uh, slang terms in the South. There was one that I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me what it meant, other than, or where it came from, but I knew what it meant. We used to have a saying, you know, kyarn. Your breast smells like kyarn. Kyarn. And that's like the worst breath you can have. Someone told you your breast smelled like kyarn. That's a southern expression. Well, it took me many years to figure out what that meant. And it was uh, another friend of mine from the south. Was an associate pastor one time for my grandfather Weber. His name was Tim Hicks. Good old boy from Georgia. Tim and Kay Hicks. They were, they pastored, they evangelized. He was a sheriff at one time. Um, thank you, they're still in the ministry. And I said, hey, Tim, you got any idea what Kiaran means? And he said, I think what that means actually is carry on. And the, the Southerners, they just took it and turned it into a slang word. Carry on. Carry on is roadkill. So they just took it and turned it from carry on to kyarn. Carry on smells pretty bad. Just like your breath. Smells like kyarn. So I, I think about that sometimes when I see this word victuals, vittles. Yes. And uh, if the King James Bible was written, was translated by scholars who were Southerners, we wouldn't have ye, which is plural. We'd have y'all. If you were a northern, you'd probably say you all. And there's even some people out there that say youans. Hey, y'all. I was raised on that. I know what y'all means. Y'all is the equivalent of ye. We've got to know who the audience is when we're reading the King James Bible. Is the text speaking to a person or a group? At times it is a person. Other times it's a group. When you see ye, that's plural. Every foreign language, you'll learn the pronouns. He, she, it, You, they, them, something like that. <laughs> Been a long time since I took French. But I remember we used to have to conjugate verbs and we need to know the pronouns. And uh, do we have a, a pronoun that we use in modern times? That's not a colloquialism like uh, y'all? Are you all? King James got it right. It's called ye. Ye. So when you read the King James, next time you see ye, don't think this is some kind of archaic pronoun. People didn't go around saying ye, even in 1611. But when we're... But the translators pulled that term in 
because they had to be able to specify singular or plural because the Hebrew and the Greek can have singular or plural, male or female, at times. It's my understanding. So if you don't have these extra pronouns, you can have some errors in the transmittal of the language from one language to a next. That's what we're dealing with. No one ever explained that to me. The thee, the thy, the thou is singular. The ye is plural. Okay. Let me get back over here to Gideon. Who was also at one time as Jeroboam. So God has winnowed down the group to whittle it down to 300. Let's see what happens next. They've got their victuals, their trumpets. And the host of Midian was beneath them, him in the valley. Verse 9, And it came to pass the same night that Yahovah said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. Twenty some odd years ago, I was in a court battle for custody of my uh, first son, Heston. He's uh, just turned 25. And he was about three at the time. And there was a battle, international custody battle. And I won the first round and I lost the second one. But when all looked lost in the beginning, first round, I went to the Lord in prayer. Asking what would happen in court regarding my son, custody. And I prayed and opened up the word and fell open over there where David at one time inquires of the Lord, Lord, shall I go up against him or not? Paraphrase. Lord said, Yea, go up and I will deliver them into thine hand. And I knew exactly what the Lord was telling me. I went up against him and he delivered my son back into my hand. I love the word of God. It's exciting when God intervenes in a matter. When he speaks, you can take it to the bank. God's not a man he should lie. He watches over his word to perform it. Just like that Job twenty-two twenty-five that I've shared about. I will go before thee and be thy defense and you shall have plenty of silver. I saw that, and I saw the second part too. I like it when the Lord speaks. He doesn't speak to me every day. I wish he did, but when he does, I treasure it, and I typically hear from him in his word, like Al Cuppet said, the King James Bible talked to you. I prayed, and when the Lord needed to Needed to give me an answer. He dragged me to the word, opened up, bam, there it was. And many times he'll confirm it. Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. 
He confirmed the names of her children, the first two. First he gave them to my wife, and then I prayed, and the Lord had me open up the word. Bam, there was a name. Jemima, he gave me directly. And I didn't need any other confirmation. I knew he was talking to me. Well, that's, that's very special. I praise the Lord. When we get to hear from the Lord, he will speak to you through, as we mentioned this week, dreams, visions, his word. Could be an angel that appears to you. That's never happened to me. I, I'd love to have that happen. Never had a vision, but I've had a dream. He spoke to me. He'll speak to you through prophetic words with people that have a gift of prophecy and he'll speak to you through prophets. Speak to you through the Holy Spirit, still small voice, as they say. The unction of the Holy Spirit, the prompting. And he can speak audibly. And if he chooses to do that, watch out. There might be some trees that get sheared and some calves birth if they're in the area. <laughs> I'd like to hear it though well let's see what God does he says I have delivered it into thine hand verse 10 but if thou fear to go down go thou with Phura thy servant to the host and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterwards shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Pharaoh, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers from multitude, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seaside from multitude. If anybody else had looked in on this, they would have said, Gideon, that 300, they're toast. I've also had people tell me I prepare for the worst. And I said, I'm glad you said that because watch and see what God does. He said he would go before me and be my defense and that I have plenty of silver. And this attorney looked at me and just shook his head. Thought I was lost my mind. His mind was changed that day. When he when I saw the salvation of Yahovah go before me and fulfill exactly what he said he was going to do. Praise God for that. Faith, forsaking all I trust in him, the acronym. I like that. I had great faith. Why? Because I had the word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I knew God was not a man that he shouldn't lie. And I had already seen him. Watch over his word to perform it. And every time, build my faith a little bit more. I know if I can just get a word from the Lord, it's going to be all right. And I'm going to know for sure. And you'll know for sure when he speaks to you. He's no respecter of persons. 
seven to eight billion of us on the globe. He's certainly able to speak to all at once if he chooses to. God's the ultimate multitasker. He has unlimited bandwidth. No throttling. As your internet may do to you from time to time. As many are trying to get on the connection as possible. Isn't that pretty amazing? God has the ability while he's dealing with all the other 8 billion out there to focus in on you and me and communicate with us when he chooses and to hear our prayer we can go boldly into the throne room of grace and ever present help in time of need it says in the name of Jesus we can do that let's see what God does and when Gideon was come behold there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said behold I dreamed a dream and lo a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay along and his fellow answered said this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon the son of Joash a man of Israel for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for Yahovah hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Okay, about time, Gideon. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me, and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, stand by, I lost my place. When I blow with the trumpet, and and I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp, and say, The sword of Yehovah and of Gideon. I like that. The sword of Yehovah and Gideon. That's pretty cool. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal and they cried the sword of Yehovah and of Gideon and they stood every man in his place round about the camp and all the hosts ran and cried and fled 
And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and Yahovah set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Beth Shittah and Zerah and to the border of Abel Meholah unto Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. That's amazing. God put confusion in their camps and they turned on each other. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim saying come down against the Midianites and take before them the waters under Beth Barah and Jordan then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan and they took two princes of the Midianites Oreb and Zeb what a name and they slew Oreb upon the rock Oreb and Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb and pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to get in on the other side, Jordan. That's what I'm talking about. Stand by. Let's see here. Okay. I'm not prepared today like I should be. Uh, with the music I wanted to play because I didn't pre-read this today but um, usually I have some of these songs saved and um, not now I'll find it from later okay well this is interesting that's what I'm talking about you can take that modern praise music and throw it in the throw it in the trash can I don't like it much of those songs they sound like an oasis song they're depressing you don't know who they're speaking about many times and uh, it does nothing for me it doesn't turn my crank I may be a peculiar species like my grandmother was said some were a peculiar species in Christ Jesus talk about the body of Christ I was raised at a different time. I grew up in the church of the 70s, the 80s, and up to about the mid-90s. Things began to change. I remember when the praise teams came in. If it came about one person or same old worship team week after week, do a little mini concert for you. I don't like it at all. I detest it. Let's go back to the old choir and the hymnal books and the songs that you know who they're talking about. There's no confusion. And you know what they're talking about. Talking about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the demons have to flee. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Oh, how I love Jesus. How can you improve on that? And I think many today who never experienced it would probably like it if they begin to hear some of the old songs. 
You look at the fruit of the mainstream megachurches. You got pastors out there having affairs. You have some of them walking away from the faith saying they never believed. You got some getting caught in all manner of evil. Look at the fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. Some have taken the cross off where it should be front and center. They threw out the King James Bible. They threw out the songs about Jesus and his blood. No wonder the church is in the mess it is today. You can't tell it from a person walking on the street who's a heathen. They even dress the same way. There's no respect for the house of God by and large. Now Wednesday we were dressed out. And Sunday night to some degree. But on Sunday morning you came in the best that you had. Whatever that may be. I'm not saying you had to have a suit. But if you had one, you wore it. You were going to meet God. We've lost the fear of the Lord. We've lost the reverence for the house of God. And we got ladies going in there with dresses that used to make people blush. Look like a cheerleader. All that's missing are the pom-poms. Dear Lord, that's disrespectful. Show off your body in the house of God. Make men lust. And what are people having adultery? We've got women coming in there like Britney Spears. Tight pants. And there are probably some men they need to clean up too. We've got some men in there. We don't know if they're men or women because they've got long hair like a woman. Word of God says, don't you know that long hair in a man is a shame to him? We got confusion of the sexes. I'm telling you the truth. There's been some people that I've seen. I don't know what they are. Male or female. First glance, I couldn't tell. I'd have to see their feet. Have to see if they got an Adam's apple. Look at their hands. They might have had a sex change. There's some people that are literally unisex. I don't know what they are. We got men who think that they're women. We got women who think that they're men. We got two women together, and one thinks he's the ma- she's the man. We got people saying, "Just be whatever you want to be." Folks, this is anarchy. It's chaos. It's confusion, and God is not the author of confusion. You got hundred different translations. Many of them do not read the same. No wonder we got the problems we've got today. And then we got people building doctrines on corrupted word. Well, number one, you got to go back to what you've been reading. Is it God's word or not? And most of the stuff being printed as a Bible day is not God's word, it's counterfeit. Do yourself a favor, get a 1769 King James. You don't need to get the 1611. Most modern Bibles called the Authorized King James Version are the 1769. That was the last major update to it. Stay away from the New King James. Even the first editions had over 100, between 100 and 300,000. I forget what Gail Ripplinger said in New Age Bible Versions. 
changes, 100 to 300,000 changes between that and the King James. And then the newest editions have just went to hell with the Vaticanus Codex came out of the bowels of the Vatican. Most modern translations, other than the King James, have the Horton Westcott, as we've talked about before, which are corrupted Greek text. The problem is we have lack of scholarship. We have poor education in the West today. We don't have people that are willing to get in there and roll up their sleeves and study to show themselves approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So the devil came in and he stole the Bible through the agents of the Catholic Church, the Jesuits. They recaptured the Bible after the Protestant Revolution, Reformation, got the Bible into the hands of the common man. Prior to that, it was locked up in Latin, sometimes chained to a lectern. You'd have a priest translate for you into your, your native tongue. Printing press came along. Some great men and women of God risked their lives. Many of them died for it. Got the word translated into German, Spanish, and English. And Catholic Church tried to stop it. It was too late. They killed many people, but they were not able to stop it. The word began to spread around the world. And they forever had a vendetta and a master plan to recapture the Bible and they've literally done that with the New Age versions including the New King James they got them all they're all bridges back to Babylon now with the exception of the King James and maybe one or two more they changed God's word they said, dress down, just come as you, come any way you want. Come in shorts and flip-flops. Bring your cappuccino into the house of God. We've got theater seatings with a little cup holder for you. We're going to entertain you with about a 45-minute set performance. We're heavy on the praise music. Light on the word. non-inspired versions and then we might read one verse and we're going to give you a pep talk invite you to receive Christ you don't need to repent of your sins first and then we want you to fill this card out so we can contact you and get you into some cell groups and be sure and get a donut on your way out we got a mini Starbucks here in the church help yourself there Folks, this is sick. We got men in skinny pants with holes in the knees. That's what I meant to say. I was talking about the ladies in the short, short dresses. So short that they're they're trying to constantly pull it down. You never pull it down, it's just too short. Trying to hide your crotch. Why did you come dressed like that? What are you trying to do? Trying to get a man? sad part is we got ladies already got a man so what are you telegraphing here it's the demon inside that wants you to show your skin 
The devil wants you to get butt naked. People that are demon-possessed, the ones that have to actually get picked up and taken to an insane asylum, typically the ones that you'll see running butt-naked down the street. I've heard testimonies of some that had went mad. One was a dentist. Very intelligent man, but he had demons. Drove him mad. He was streaking down the street butt-naked. They had to pick him up. Look at the gathering demoniac. Butt naked. He was a cutter. We got cutters today. Trying to relieve the pain that the demons inside are causing them by cutting on themselves. They say when they let blood, they feel better. Well, the demons back off a little bit because you just did a blood sacrifice to the demons. And then they come back and torment you some more. He was butt naked. Just like Howard Hughes was said to be. Long hair, beard, long fingernails and toenails, butt naked. He was a heroin addict. By all reports, and he had demons. He needed deliverance. Paranoid. If you want to meet Howard Hughes, it was it was rare. But even his handlers had to use a Kleenex. They want to pass anything to him and grab the item and then give it to him with the Kleenex as a barrier back to the butt naked where am I going with this look at the people who have been demon possessed they're butt naked the man in the tombs as I just mentioned the gathering demoniac to the degree that you're naked and you've uncovered your body I believe is proportionally connected uh, proportionally related rather to your amount of demonization. I'm not talking about just a, you know, you had to take your clothes off, uh, jump in the shower, you know, go into a pool or something like that, but I'm talking about people who live that way and go out in public. They don't want any clothes on. And they wear the most skimpiest clothes they can. And underneath that underwear, you can see their butt cheeks, just about. It's obnoxious. You think God wants to see your private parts? You're exposing your private parts. You're uncovering yourself. Now, before there was sin in the world, there was another issue. But when sin had entered in, God told him put He made clothes for them out of animal skins that He slayed. Cover up your nakedness. We got people wanting to show their nakedness. Why do you want to show cleavage? Why do you want to show 85 to 90% of your legs? We trying to get a man? And guys, what are you doing? Skinny pants? A lot of chest hair? Holes in the knees? Dressing up like a GQ and you're the pastor. And this is what I'm talking, I'm talking about pastors now. Or elders in the church. What are you doing? Is your wife not enough for you? Wasn't enough for many of these people who've fallen. I need to make a list because I keep seeing it about every year. Another one bites the dust. Caught sexting with somebody in the 
out in the church or fell into adultery with a secretary or someone in the choir or in the praise team rather or whoever it was look at uh, the dude from Hill, Hillsong from New York his wife wasn't enough for him he had a rendezvous and knocked the boots with a Muslim woman that he met in the park and they had relations. said it was the best sex he ever had for about three to six months you know what I'm talking about the guy was relieved of his duties only to have the the founder of Hillsong Australia he was a pedophile and then his son had to step down too there were charges against him by three women You'll know them by their fruits. Does all this tie together? Sure it does. They don't use the King James Bible. They got the wrong music. They have no respect for the house of God. The fear of the Lord they do not have. It's like Derek Prince said. If the word of God says cover your head, that's what he means, ladies. When you pray and prophesy, you don't have to like it. You may not understand it, but you do it because that's the word. He said, if you had an invite by the Queen of England and you were to dress a certain way and you came in there, not dressed for the occasion, you might not be allowed to stay. It would be an affront to the Queen. So therefore, you dress according to the, the code that is asked you. God doesn't want disobedience in his house Christ is the head of the church the man is the head of the woman and God says when you pray or prophesy ladies you're to cover your head and you're not to cut your hair and look like a man if you're going to do that better you shave your head bald like Sinead O'Connor because your hair is your glory and you do it because of the angels that looked down. And the covering on the head, the, ha- the, the, the scarf, ideally, I guess it could be a hat, a hoodie, when you're on your, by your own, but normally it's a scarf. That represents power on your head. Your long hair is your glory. The covering over the hair, to cover the hair, is the power on your head. And when you pray to God, you're to cover your head. And when you prophesy, you're to cover your head. When you pray to God, you're speaking to God. When you prophesy, you're speaking for God. Ladies, he wants your head covered. And men, you're not to have hair like a woman. Samson is dead. There will be no more Samsons. He was instructed at birth he was not to cut his hair. He had a vow between him and the Lord. And unless you are Samson too, the word of God says long hair and a man is a shame. And he's not the head of his head covered. You're supposed to take your hat off. If you're wearing a ball cap, every military member knows this. They call the hat the cover. And when they go into a building, they take it off. It's disrespectful. Not to. 
Or they go out, they put it on. When you're praying to God, you're speaking to God, men. You're not to have a ball cap on. When you're prophesying, you're speaking for the Lord. He wants that thing off the head. That's the Word of God. That's Corinthians. But we don't obey the Word of God anymore. Most are not even reading the Word of God anymore. And they care less. And they go haphazardly to the house of God. You think God is happy about this? It's disrespectful. Men, men and saints of God were to respect the house of God. We're going there to meet with God. And we're to be the salt and the light of the earth. How to get off on this today? May the Holy Spirit is leading me. This has been in my crawl, and it needs to be said. No wonder we got the problems we got today. No wonder people falling into adultery in the church. People walking away from the church. People suiciding in the church. It says, if the foundations be destroyed, what will the righteous do? The foundations are being destroyed in many of the churches, folks. And God is not pleased. We need to get back to the Word of God, King James. We need to study it. We need to obey it. God says jump. We jump. That's my micro-sermon. Okay. Or you can do your own thing. You can be in rebellion. I can't make you obey the Lord, and you can't make me. To each his own. Are you, you, each is going to have to choose the blessing or the curse. We're going to obey God and have the blessing, or we're going to rebel against God, and we're going to be operating in witchcraft. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Solomon said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Where are people going to end up who don't fear the Lord? They're going to fall in the hands of the living God and have a rude awakening. God have mercy. How many more have to die? How many more stories we have to hear of tragedies and falling away and backsliding? People suiciding. Marriage is being destroyed through sin. Rick Warren got kicked out of the uh, the Baptist convention over there, and rightfully so. He was violating the word of God. And many had to get thrown out with him who were involved in homosexuality and in the clergy. That should not be. But look at what many of the mainstream churches have become. They've apostatized. They've fallen away. And you can't tell them apart from the world. Things are so upside down, even the Catholics, staunch Catholics, are speaking out against the corrupt papacy. Saying enough's enough. That's not what the Word of God says. 
If the Catholic Church continues like this, it's going to cease to exist. They're right about that. I've heard some of the cardinals speak out against this uh, this pope and his cardinal that surround him, the ones that have the power in the Catholic Church and what they're allowing to get in to that church. Homosexuality and transgenderism and the Pope's he's got a Ten Commandments for the war, you know, uh, a green world. He's speaking out against oil and saying we all need to go electric cars. And if we don't, it's a sin. Paraphrasing. It's sick what's going on. It's confusion. They're welcoming sin right into the church and saying it's okay. God didn't mean what he said in his word. Well, they're in for a rude awakening. We're going to be held accountable for the the word of God, whether we read it or not. We're going to be judged by it. So we better get into it and study to show ourselves approved. Okay, let me get focused here. Judges chapter 7. I think it was that song that did it. Just thinking about the, the old songs in the real church and what we got today. Then it just went from there. And I begin to get flashbacks of what I've seen passing as a pastor. It's laughable. Okay, and some of the scandals that we've all seen that have hurt the testimony of true believers out there. People laughing at the church, saying, what a bunch of idiots. They can't even live by their own Bible. They're out there acting like the world's doing. Okay, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 7. I think I lost a couple of listeners there. Maybe they were offended. Maybe they're going to church in um, pom-pom dresses. I don't know. Really have to ask the question. And I know the answer. There's a demon inside. There's a demon inside. It's trying to track the other sex. And adultery and fornication is not far off. Matthew 7. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with judgment, with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? But considerest not the beam? that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, 
and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye, then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that man should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. You might even apply that when you're looking at a church. If everybody and their brother is going to a particular church, and then you see one that is not as big, could it be that the truth of the word of God is not being preached there to the degree that if they were preaching the truth, repentance of sins, heaven and hell are real, holiness before the Lord, they might not have the mega church because half of them would have been offended and went elsewhere. But if you preach a, a populist gospel, a gospel of inclusion, come as you are, stay as you are. A Carlton Pearson in his latter days gospel, hell doesn't exist. The Bible is a book written by man, he said. It's not inspired of God. Homosexuality is okay. Well then, you may have a mega church because you don't offend anybody you don't hold anybody accountable tell you the truth I don't want to go anywhere that doesn't teach the King James teach with the King James Bible I've been reading some books and I'm appalled that many of them are using other versions. When I read the verse I know there's something wrong. It's not the verse I've read. I'm thinking, dear God, what's going on here? Why? And it um, and lessens my opinion of the book I'm reading. It's a disservice to me and all those who know that we've got God's Word in the English language in the King James Bible. That's not based on the Horton-Westcott. That's using the majority text. I can't trust these other versions. 
and neither can you once you begin to do your your due diligence there's got to be a standard God has a standard it's called his word which is forever settled in heaven and holiness thank God we got the Masoretic Hebrew Old Testament it's not going to be changed it's a locked in place and God gave the Jews the job of being the keepers of the oracles of God and we've got the New Testament and my King James that'll get me to heaven but I can't trust this other stuff coming out neither can you it's being homogenized we're being set up for a one world religion under antichrist it's coming folks they're already building the the city I believe it's Abu Dhabi they've got a synagogue next to a church next to a mosque and they say we all worship the same God no we don't I'm sorry the God that you worship does not have a son named Jesus Christ and he's not the God of the Bible if his name is not Yahovah it's not the God of the Bible because that's God's name and it's intact we know how to spell it we know how to pronounce it it's in the Mrazeret Hebrew text you'll find it in the Leningrad the Aleppo and many of the others thousands of them where the name was not masked by the scribe who was given orders not to write God's name in many cases Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in thereat. The mega. Some of these mega churches are the wide gate. Sadly. Not all but many. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Because few want to be obey the word of God. If you're willing to conform themselves to the the word of God and do what it says they want to do their own thing and the satanic bible its uh, motto is do what you will is the whole of the law do whatever you feels feels good to you. It's okay. No, it's not. Not okay to God. God has a standard. He says, Be ye holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. Wash yourself, make yourself clean. One time I thought everything was all right with me. And it wasn't. And I went to the Word, and the Lord rebuked me, chastened me. He chastens those whom He loves. He said, wash yourself, make yourself clean. Cease from doing evil before my eyes. Then He gave me a couple other words. Don't go backwards. 
and what he just delivered me out of. Stand fast on the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again in that yoke of bondage. He had just got me out of a yoke of bondage. And I want to go back. Goes on to say, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. We do have a lot of false prophets out there. Everybody who says that they're an apostle or prophet is not so. A person does not call themselves to that office. God has to do it. And you'll know them by their fruits. And there's many that will use that title and they'll try to go in for the hard clothes and try to force you to use that. And many will do in deference for fear of insulting them if they don't. And they're not certain if they're the real deal or not. We're not to esteem a man. We're to worship God, not men. And God does have these offices in his church. Some are called to be pastors and others prophets, apostles, evangelists, teachers. He does have his ministers. But you got to look at the fruit. You've got to listen to what they're preaching and they're saying. Because some are sent by Satan. I use the term prophet very carefully. There's only a few that I'll call prophet. Others may have a gift of prophecy that doesn't make them a prophet. It's about everybody from Africa calls himself an apostle this or an apostle that how many churches have you planted have you suffered like the apostle Paul what is your educational background not to say you got to get a bible degree he was a learned man and the Holy Ghost trained him three years on the back side of the desert in Arabia he was beaten he was in prison. He was given many stripes. I wonder if many of the people that call themselves apostles today have ever went through any of those persecutions and tribulations like the true apostles that we know in the Bible did. I've been around a long time in the church since age two that I can recall. I mean, I was born into the church, but that was my first memory. Age two in the church parsonage, one Robbins, Georgia, 1971. I think I'm entitled to an opinion. We got more people saying they're prophets and apostles than there really are. And I don't want to be forced to call anybody anything. And I don't think you should have it on your business card. Let the Lord exalt you. 
your gifts will make room for you. People will know if you're the real deal or not. Many people, they just demand this title because they were trying to demand respect. It's wrong. Bible's warning here, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. We see a lot of them on TV. But inwardly, they are ravening wolves. Some of them are homosexuals. On top of everything else that they're into. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Here you go. Okay, thank you, Lord. Backing me up here. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Yes. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Some of the biggest hypocrites I've seen are some people go, that go to church. They think they've arrived. You can't teach them anything. They're know-it-alls. They don't do deliverance. They're lukewarm. They may raise their hands and worship God, but they're all mouth. They've got no power. They need an attitude check. God will deal with them. He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And when going gets rough and the demons mass for battle, separates the men from the boys, the women from the girls, who roll their sleeves up and get into the foray, get into the arena, and fight back against killers demons who come to kill, steal, and destroy. Got a lot of people think know a lot about deliverance. They never cast out their first demon. Know a lot of people too, they think they're experts in Hebrew and they don't speak a lick of Hebrew. And they try to put themselves against people like Dr. Nehemiah Gordon who's Jewish by birth his father was a rabbi he went to Hebrew University in, in Jerusalem has a doctor's degree worked on the Dead Sea Scrolls reader speaks fluent Hebrew that's his native language and English and some Greek and Aramaic and he's examined five of the six of the top Torah scrolls in the world collections today. When this guy speaks on a subject like the name of God and backs it up with thousands of Torah scrolls where he shows you God's name, I'm going to listen. And we got people, well, I... But the shortened version is Y-A-H, so it must be Yahweh. You don't know any Hebrew. That's not how Hebrew's done. And Nehemiah explains it. I'm not going to try to regurgitate it. 
I leave Hebrew to the Hebrew speakers. And the short version of God's name is Y-A-H, but when you spell it out, it's Y-E-H-O-V-A-H. And that's how it's in the Bible, Masoretic Hebrew text. With the markers and the pointers, show you know how to spell it and how to pronounce it. Native Hebrew speakers, they already knew how to spell and pronounce. But the written form didn't have vowels and accents. So the, the Masoret the Masoretic test was created about the 7th century for people who are not native Hebrew speakers and so that as time progressed the word would remain intact and it would not have error creep in. They locked it in. Well, you know Hebrew or not, this is how you spell it. So for all can see and read, this is how you pronounce it. They standardized it. Of course, there are true rabbis over there. They know the name of God. And many have come forward and said, yes, Yahovah. King James got it right in a couple of places, but sadly they only did it in three or four locations. And then they went back to capital L-O-R-D. That's a mistake. Need to be fixed. Mistake by men. That's not the actual Hebrew. But men chose to do it. Why they did it, I don't know. But that's a disservice to God the Father. We're going to fix that, though. God has revealed his name to the Gentiles these last days. And there is that's a prophetic, uh, that's a prophetic word that has come to pass. Praise God. We don't have to be in confusion anymore. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Right. Getting on back to where we left off, Again, verse 20, Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. If you want to make it to heaven, we've got to obey the Lord. We've got to stop doing the thing he says don't do. We've got to stand with Israel, not curse them. Not try to help the Philistines take their land away. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And when and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. It's not enough to give in the offering plate support the work of the Lord it's not enough to cast out demons to lay hands on the sick and they recover to speak in new tongues those are signs that will follow them that believe and we should do these things Jesus said we would but we've got to be all in and obey the Lord and get sin out of our lives there's people that will do these things and then they're out there knocking the boots on the side outside of marriage or doing drugs or alcohol or dishonest with money 
and they allow themselves to be corrupted. And the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. There are people that once walked with God, but, but are not any longer, and they're still up there. And they're prostituting the gospel. And you know, God still heals people, maybe under the ministry, because he honors his word, but he's not with that person anymore. Just like he left King Saul and the demons came. Why? Because King Saul began to disobey God. And he did it a couple of times, that's all it took. Next thing you know, he committed suicide, died on the battlefield. Jonathan was slain. And the kingdom was given to David. Man after God's own heart. It's talking about people who they started out well, but they didn't end well. They backslid. They didn't keep their guard up. They let sin get in the camp. And they compromised. Some of them prostituted these gifts. And the authority God gave, gives you and I as a believer to, to do things in His name. Therefore, whosoever heareth the sea sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. We know of a uh, church over here that built on their property and they didn't have the right foundation and calamity struck when the rains came and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it and that's what happened to part of this place they built they didn't build on the right foundations the ground wasn't solid it had like a landslide and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these things the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So the scribes, they would read the word, I suppose. But Jesus taught and with real authority. He's the word. We're going to do one more. Let's go to Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. I can think of um, a UFC guy, Connor McLeod. perverse in his lip, a boaster, a bully. Think of some other people like that. They got a lot of money. They need to repent. God God did humble Connor McLeod though. Is his name Connor McLeod or Connor something? I may I may be thinking about the Highlander. But you know what I'm talking about if you watch UFC Connor. Okay. He's the Irishman. He's pretty good. 
He got his butt beat, though. Also, that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. What does it mean, uh, hasteth? Quickness, precipitance. Do something in haste. Quickness and movement or action. The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against Yahovah. Wealth make maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Hillary Clinton, are you listening tonight? You and Slick Willie? You're not going to escape. Judgment's coming. Doesn't come on this side. It'll come when the Spirit leaves the body and you stand before God one day at the great white throne judgment if you have not repented. Be sure your sins will find you out. Democratic Party and Republicans who are not obeying the law and are bearing false witness against Trump. False witness shall not be unpunished and he that speaketh a lie shall not escape. Chris Christie, you will not escape, sir. And I suggest you go on a diet because you look like a fat hog. You were a supposed friend of Trump, but you betrayed him. I I wouldn't trust Chris Christie as far as I could throw him. I can't throw him very far. He's a fat hog, and he's a crook. Got a lot of crooks up there. Might get a hold of the reins of this country, of America. And going for the kill after they fleeced it. It's almost gone. I don't know if it can survive. But God, maybe God will. Peradventure. Show mercy on us and give us a little bit more time. Many will entreat the favor of the prince. And every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. All the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursueth them with words, yet they are wanting to him. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall perish. Christopher Steele, Steele Dossier, you listening, sir? You lied you and Hillary and whoever else contrived with you to slander President Trump? Folks, everything that they tried to pin on him, they did themselves. The Democrat Party and some crooked Republicans to boot, I'm sure. These wicked bureaucrats in the government on the payroll of the FBI and State Department they're bureaucrats. They're civil servants. That means that you don't have to retire till you push about 70. I used to be a bureaucrat. I went in at 20 years old to work for the DOD. 
If God hadn't had other plans, I could have still been there. Still had another 11 years to go before I could retire. And I started back in 1989. I went six and a half years with the DOD. It's a great job, but, you know, those bureaucrats, they, 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 they're there long after the president has come and gone. These people in seats of power. Then they rotate out into industry and work for the same groups that they uh, took bribes from. They go from the FDA out to the the uh, the cartel that they're approving their drugs for, and back and forth. Department of Defense out to the defense contractors, back and forth. It says, Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as the dew upon the grass. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers. And a prudent wife is from Yahovah. I praise God I have a prudent wife for the first time. Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. I know some people right now, they haven't worked in decades. I told one of them, why don't you become a Gojack driver? Quote of Uber. It's long hours and the pay is not the best, but at least it's money till you get on your feet. The response I got was, oh, I'm bad on directions. Still not working today. I said, I've known you four years. Excuse me, I've known you seven years, and uh, I told you four years ago get a job as a taxi driver. You still don't have a job? Can't support their family? Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. He that keepeth the commandment keepeth his own soul. But he that despiseth his ways shall die. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto Yahovah, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. I had the Lord give that to me in 2007. As the collapse was happening with the financial markets and banks were defaulting and merging left and right, going belly up, into 2008 and the business I had at the time an herbal supplement business that was selling a luxury product a weight loss pill for $59.95 called Hudia buy one for $59.95 three for $139.95 and we were doing really well for several years 
and the clamps began to come. I had to downsize my staff, but still was bringing in cells. It wasn't over yet. Still had a lifeblood for another year before God turned off the spout, but God spoke to me one day and said, you would be gone too. But you have remembered the poor. He gave me this verse. Reminded me. That's why you're still alive. The tithe and offering. Giving to the poor and the needy. Blessing Israel. Giving to the work of the Lord. Don't forget to feed the poor, folks. He that hath pity upon the poor lends unto Yahovah. Lends. And that which he hath given will he pay him again. Chasten thy son while there is hope. And let not thy soul spare for his crying. Had to chase my two children the other day. I don't like to do it. And it has been often recently. Had to get the fly swatter out and spank their tail. They didn't like it. They were doing some things they shouldn't be doing. They were disobeying me. Spanked their spanked them. I said, I warned you, sons. I warned you. You didn't listen. Had to chasten them. Why? Because I love them. And I don't want their soul to perish. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. For if thou deliver him, yet thou must do it again. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Amen. Father God, give me more wisdom. I need it too. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of Jehovah, that shall stand. Amen. The desire of a man is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. There's some rich people and they're liars. Better off the poor man who's a man of integrity. The fear of Jehovah tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Well, then I can assume by reading this, if you don't fear the Lord, then evil is going to visit you. That's not a good thing. So fear the Lord. A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. There's some people so lazy. As my grandfather preached about one time. They're cold and all they think about is putting a blanket on them, but they won't get up out of that bed to go get the blanket and put them on them. So they lay there cold just thinking about how they'd love to have a blanket on them. Some people won't work. A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not as much as bring it to his mouth again. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that causeth shame and bringeth reproach. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. An ungodly witness scorneth judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the back of fools. Some years ago, 
There was an American family living in Singapore. And the boy, he was going to school over there. He was kind of a little bit naughty. Must have gotten with the wrong crew. And anyway, he got some spray paint and went over and spray painted some very expensive cars. Got caught by the police. His name was Michael something. He got his butt caned. They caned him. Big old stick. Pulled his buttocks, pants down, and spanked his buttocks. Oh, yeah. He got some stripes on that butt. I don't know who it was. Was it Bush? Tried to intervene, and Singapore said, nope. They didn't give him the full measure, but they, they, they taught him a lesson. He got enough. He'll never do that again. Let's figure out what happened to that guy. That was in the 90s somewhere. Late 90s. Uh, praise God. I'm going to stop right there. We read Judges 7, Matthew 7, and Proverbs 19. Father Yahovah, thank you for your word. Your word will stand with the earth on fire. We bless your holy name, Yahovah. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your sacrifice for us. We confess you as Lord and Savior. Have your way. We invite the Holy Spirit to come and have his way. God bless everyone that came out today. In Jesus Christ's name, help us all, Father God, to make it to the end. Amen. Friends, I love and appreciate you. We got some that love a Mega Man ready and some that hate it. That's okay. I'm going to speak the truth and let the chips fall where they may. This program's free. If God puts it in your heart and you would like to help fuel it, we've got some ways you can do that. If you go to OmegaManRadio.com, you'll find out. Uh, hope you're enjoying the Reloaded podcast. Uh, we're finding some good stuff there. And I'm finding podcasts within a podcast where I did multiple shows and just had one episode. I'm breaking them apart. And... Uh, I'm excited to go back through the archives. It's like a, a treat every day. You never know what you're going to find. We have some great stuff. I'm just getting started. We've got 10,000 more to go. They're all free. Omegaman.podbean.com on the app, or you can go straight to that link. Go to my website. Again, for those that have supported this program through prayer, through reposting links financially, I'm here because of your help. Thank you again to you. Thank you for your financial help this year in 2023. We've been able to get this far because of you. God richly bless you and um, give you great fruit. Meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, friends, for tuning in. I'm going to close with a song and then uh, get out of here and try to figure out what to do for dinner. I think Mama fell asleep. Didn't cook my chicken. It's okay. She was out with the boys today. Boys need to get out and play and run, and she she does a good job of that swim and burn off their energy. Now they're they're tired, and I think she was tired too. They got up early. Uh, I pulled an all nighter, so I had a little bit more sleep. But will I do that tonight? The question remains to be answered. Okay, folks, we're going to see you again tomorrow. Speak my word and. Um, the Marathon coming back in January. God bless you all. Check out again my website. 
MegamanRadio.com. Love you all. Thank you.